it's Friday night, and here on Three Valleys Radio, it's time for the racing show. If you're into racing, then this is the programme for you. We've got it all. Top tipsters. Top jockeys. Top trainers. So make sure you make a note. Friday night's The Racing Show on Three Valleys Radio. And on the show tonight, we're joined by jockey Nick Schofield, trainer Rod Millman, another trainer up at Lambourne, Jamie Snowden, Colin Brown with his infamous tips, Dave Wilson from Harlequin Racing, and we've got another monthly review with Simon Holt from The Sporting Life. And also we're hoping to get hold of Sam Hoskins from Hot to Trot with the latest from their racing syndicate. But, as usual, let's get started, first of all, with Mike Parry and all the racing news. Hello, and a very warm welcome along to all the news from the racing media. That includes Racing TV, The Racing Post, and The Sporting Life. I'm Mike Padden, and here's our first story. A record number of yards opening their doors attracted a record number of people to the Henry Cecil Open Weekend in Newmarket on Sunday when crowds flocked to see some of the superstars of flat racing. Organisers said it had been the most successful staging of the event since its revival in 2012 with 30 stables open across the town plus other equine sites helping to attract almost 3,000 people. In keeping with tradition, the day started with a gallops event at 8am on Warren Hill, where nearly 1,000 visitors, including from as far away as Scotland and the West Country, caught sight of stars such as Stradivarius, Palace Pier, Mishrif and Baid cantering past. Saeed bin Sarur's Godolphin stables was a popular draw, and there were queues to get in long before the opening time of 9am. The trainer and Godolphin managing director Hugh Anderson were on hand to welcome visitors to the immaculate former Stanley House Yard, which dates from 1890. Anderson said, The turnout has been totally beyond our expectations. Although they had to queue, people have been very patient and it's been a real pleasure to welcome them. I've met people here today from as far away as Somerset. There was another healthy turnout on the Berry Road at the Isles of Roger Varian and Charlie Fellows, with the latter running a guess-the-weight of Prince Aran competition to win a morning on the gallops with the trainer, who also doubles up as the chairman of the Open Weekend. Across the town on the Hamilton Road, Amy Murphy had made a notable effort with her yard, and many were drawn to Simon and Ed Crisford's base at Gainsborough Stables, which was open for the first time. In the centre of town, Kevin Philip Hart de Foy laid on free food and drinks for visitors to Matchell Place, and just around the corner, Patrick Owens had a competition to name a two-year-old filly by a day. One local wag came up with a day in the Affleck, which is a pub in the nearby village of Dallam. Many also made their way to the National Horse Racing Museum, where the recently retired mighty sprint star Batash was in attendance. William Jarvis's Phantom House Yard was another popular destination, and Group 1 winning mare Lady Bothorp was paraded. Jarvis said, The yard got very busy for both parades, and there's been a lot of interest. It's good for the town, and for racing to see such a turnout. After the yards had closed their doors, a team of judges headed by organiser Stephen Wallace declared Murphy's stable the overall winner of the best yard competition, with Bin Sarur's judge the best large yard. There were also special commendations for Jarvis, William Knight, Philip Hart de Foy, Patrick Owens, Alice Haynes and Joseph Parr. Wallace said, We've had way the biggest turnout ever this year and we've counted 1,400 on the severals alone for the afternoon events when previously we'd have been lucky to get 800. It's been a great climax to National Racehorse Week. One of the other judges was Newmarket Mayor Mick Jeffries who said, 
The yards have all been brilliant and everyone has done Newmarket proud. It's been a pleasure to walk around the yards and I've learned a huge amount. The Clipper Logistics Racing Personality Show Jumping, staged on the severals in the afternoon, was won by a team comprising George Scott, Jamie Spencer and Chloe Spencer. And here's our next racing story. Susie Smith rejoiced as racing was back at Plumpton for the first time in more than five months, and she believed the return to the East Sussex course was the reason for her yard securing a first winner in 139 days when Strike the Flint landed the two-mile, four-and-a-half furlong handicap hurdle under Harry Bannister. Speaking after her four-and-a-half-month wait for success had ended, the local trainer said of her winning mare, She hasn't really been coping well with travelling long distances, but for us, where we are, it's not easy over the summer. Having Fontwell and now Plumpton back on, which are quite local to where we're based, has made a real difference. I think she's quite claustrophobic, generally. Harry gave her a really good positive ride, as being out in the front helps. That's how she won her bumper here. Smith, who relocated from Lewis to a current base in Angmering last year, was looking forward to getting back for some celebrations, adding, The team have worked really hard and I'm delighted for them. It's a nice start to the season proper and it's not too far to get back home, so I'm sure we'll be heading off somewhere. And with the headline, Slate Storms Home. Bryony Frost was herself on a 100-day wait for a winner coming into this meeting, but it looked as if that barren run would end as she attempted to make all on the Paul Nichols-trained dog-on in the two-mile-one furlong handicap chase. However, having jumped the last in front, Frost was foiled by the run-in by the staying-on away for stakes trained by Milton Harris, who rallied under the urges of conditional jockey Mitchell Bastian to score by a length and a half. Bastian went on to complete a double aboard the David Bridgewater-trained Pirate Sam with an emphatic nine-length success in the two-mile, three-and-a-half furlong handicap chase. And our next story has the headline, Andre Faber harbouring the hopes for raclette. Andre Faber has hailed the unbeaten Raclette as probably one of the best fillies he has ever trained after just two races. Owned by Judah Monty Stud, she is by Frankel and out of multiple Grade 1 winner Emollient. A winner over an extended seven furlongs at Duville on debut, Raclette was hugely impressive in a conditions race at Chantilly last week and now has a Group 1 date in the pre-Marcel Boussac looming. She was very impressive last time out, and she is probably one of the best fillies I have ever trained. She's got everything, said Faber. He added, she has acceleration, a wonderful temperament, and so far she's doing everything right. We'll go for the boosack with her next. It's quite a big step going from a conditions race to a group one, but she was way better than her opponents last time. I can't see why quicker ground would be an issue, as she has a beautiful action. She's already won over a mile, so the dream would be the Prix de Diane and the Arc. But there's also a lot of speed on the dam side, so hopefully she'd go for the guinea first. Faber also had an update on Mayor Australis, who has not been seen since winning the Prix Ganet back in April, having picked up an ankle injury. I've had some good news about Mayor Australis last week from his owner, he said. He'll be back in training this winter. And our final look at the racing news today. The famous Cesare Witch handicap comes under the microscope in Matt Brottlebank's latest preview and he's got an Irish train 14 to 1 shot on his mind. Willie Mullins has won the last three runnings of the Together for Racing International Cesare Witch handicap so it's no surprise he has the clear favourite this year in MC Muldoon. At this stage, that one looks the first choice from the Irish trainer's quite remarkable 15 initial entries, but things will become clearer after Tuesday's scratching stage and it looks worth having a bet elsewhere before the field is whittled down a little. Inevitably, the Irish challenge doesn't start and end with WP Mullins, including three likely types still currently in the mix for nephew Emmett in Cape Gentleman, Zero Ten and Crowns Major. The talented but fragile 8-year-old Zero Ten looks one of the more interesting, having readily won a Grade 3 novice chase over two miles, two furlongs, last March. 
And his flat form this summer over shorter distances looks highly encouraging in terms of the ability remaining intact. However, he's probably not been completely missed by the BHA handicappers, with a mark of 98 if taking in the Cesarewicz ahead of a likely return to jumping through the winter. Conversely, one potential Irish hope who may have slipped through the British assessor's net slightly is the Dermot well-trained Coltor, who was teed up for the Fred Winter at Cheltenham last jump season and ended up running a good race in fifth. He's had mixed fortunes in a couple of 2021 flat outings since the festival, showing next to nothing in first-time cheek pieces on really bad ground at the Carrar in May before returning a couple of months later with a game victory under Finian Maguire in the valuable amateur riders' race over two miles and a furlong at Galway. A request was made to explain the apparent improvement in form from the Colter's previous start the trainer stating better underfoot conditions and the application of a tongue strap may have contributed but either way the galway win smacked of a horse still very much heading in the right direction as a stayer in both codes there are few shrewd operators in racing when it comes to keeping the powder dry for a big day and after hitting the target at a meeting and in a race that obviously means a lot to him it should be no surprise to see the horse having been laid out for another big pot by world one he last won with Vintage Crop in 1992. The Cesare is Coulter's only entry at the time of writing, and while his participation is not guaranteed, Weld has already snared one major staying prize in Britain this year in the Chester Cup, so must be at least considering it very seriously. At 14-1, to 1, generally, he's the one to get onside at this point. The home team could be up against it once more if the majority of the Raiders stand their ground. Though, Elysian Flame, reopposing MC Muldoon on the same terms as when just behind him in the Ascot States, is a solid each-way option at 16-1 to 1, without looking a likely plunge horse in the lead-up to the race. At 20-1, to 1, Z-Band also remains of some interest. He's not got many miles on the clock at all and really impressed with the way he went about his business in the first-time visor when winning the Northumberland Vars at Newcastle in June. Raised £8 for that subsequently. I'm not convinced it was the new mark which scuppered his follow-up bid back on turf at Newbury the following month, rather the first time the son of See the Stars had encountered genuinely fast ground. His trainer, Roger Varian, will be hoping the going eases appreciably over the next three weeks, in which case Z-Band's revised mark of 95, eased £1 from Newbury, could prove manageable. Elsewhere, David O'Mara's Makawi is a half-sister to Prince of Iran, and her form at two miles plus reads 2203, which leads me to believe she could still have a bit more to offer in marathon races of this nature. She may have been feeling the effects of her fair Ebor run when well below form back over a mile and a half at Doncaster last time and could bounce back in a race she won in 2020 at Goodwood this Wednesday. However, McCarwy is already £3 wrong in the Cesarewitch, so another £4 penalty wouldn't be welcome at all. Thanks for listening. This has been all the news from the racing media, including Racing TV, The Racing Post and The Sporting Life. I'm Mike Padden, and join us again next time. Our thanks to Mike Padden for all the racing news. Now it's time to see where we can go racing this weekend. And we'll start at Haydock, where there are seven races on the flat, uh, with a one o'clock start. Newmarket, seven races on the flat, a one fifteen start. Chester, seven races on the flat with a two o'clock start. Market Raisin, seven races over the jumps, two ten start. Ripon. Seven races on the flat with a 2.20 start. Uh, the Curra in Ireland, two races on the flat with a start at 2.30. And Chelmsford on the poly track, seven races on the flat at 5.30. So let's see what we've got on Sunday. And on Sunday there are three race meetings. Epsom, there are seven races on the flat there with a 1.50 start. Uh, eight races on the flat at Foslas with a 2.10 start. And one race on the flat at the Curra with a 3.35 start. Right, well it's time now to catch up with uh, Dave Wilson and Harlequin Racing for their latest collection of tips for the weekend. The red button. 
Well, good morning, Dave. A nice bright sunny morning. Have you got some nice bright winning horses for us? Hopefully, Adrian. We've got uh, three very, very good races on up at Newmarket tomorrow, uh, Class 1 group races, and then we've got the Cambridgeshire up there as well. So a uh, little bit of sad news to start the day. Uh, Santa Barbara, who was favourite for the Oaks this year in the Thousand Guinness, she had to be put down overnight. She uh, fractured a hip, and uh, she was being named uh, one of the big races at the Breeders' Cup meeting for Aidan O'Brien, and uh, just sad news that she had to be uh, put down after... Uh, Fracturing her hip and suffering internal bleeding uh, over the mm. last day or so. so uh, yeah, that is sad. Yeah, I hate to hear that. I'm sure yeah, some of these no, bank balances going to look a lot sicker after that as well. Well, yeah, especially if she was the Oaks favourite and Thousand Guineas favourite this year, and uh, mm. she'd already won a couple of good races out in America as well, and was being aimed at the big ones at the Breeders' Cup. It's uh, yeah. very sad news to. Here on uh, the first thing this morning, but there we go. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to, as you say, we're going to have a look up at Newmarket. We've got uh, three races in the group group rest stages and Class One events, and we're going to have a a little win patent on them, them three, and then we're going to have an each way bet in the big Cambridgeshire race as well. So we'll start off with uh, 150 race at Newmarket with Judgment Royal Lodge Stakes for two year olds, and it's a Group Two race. Now, this is a race that Frankel won back in 2010, and it's also been won by the likes of Shirley Heights and Ella Manamu. And uh, one thing we noted as well is Frankie Dettori has won this race six times, but we had a look at what he was riding on this race, and he's on the rank outside of Riverfield at 20 to 1, but he's won the race six times, so I wouldn't put it past uh, the little fella to uh, come out and do one of his famous dismounts. No, there you we wouldn't. go. But we, uh, yeah, but we like the chances of Corobus. He's uh, only had one race to date, and he won on debut, beating a horse called Saga. Now, Saga had previously run against Modern Games and got beat two lengths, and Modern Games has come out and since won a, a very nice Class 2 handicap off of a rating of 90, and then come out and won the Tattersall's Group 3 over the trip and distance at Newmarket, and he won that race by two and a half lengths. Now, Saga's also gone on and won a Class 3 race very easily, and the horse that she beat that day, Koi Koi, has come out and won next time out by six and a half lengths in a race. So you can see the mountain of form stacking up behind Corobus. And as I say, he's only had the one race to date, and the form stack behind him is very, very strong. So uh, another thing to know as well, on behind, in behind the Cobras, Corobus on his debut was another horse called Inverness, and that came out and won a big class two race at Goodwood. So the form is absolutely Mountain stacked up behind, and he's priced up at around about 11 to 4 with Bet365 at the moment. Now, he's going to be ridden by Woody and Buick, which obviously means the price is going to shorten up on Saturday when all the punters get on to him and trained by Charlie Appleby and owned by Godolphin. So, we think Corobus has got a very, very good chance in the first race there at Newmarket in the 150. Okay. Moving down to the 225, Peavy Park Stakes for Phillies. This is a Group 1. Last year, alcohol-free won this race, so you're looking at the standard of that, how alcohol-free is running this year, and previous winners include one of my favourite ever fillies, Queen's Logic. She uh, she was back in 2000, 2001, 2002 era, and she won the Trevely Park by about seven lengths when she raced in it, and she'd had five races in her life and won all five of them, and then... Again, she was forced to retire after an injury on the gallops, and she was trained by Mick Shannon back in the day, and she was a fantastic filly as a two-year-old. So that's the standard we're looking at for the Judy Park Stakes here. Now, one we like in this race is the Andrew Baldwin trained Sandrine. Now, we backed this one back in Royal Ascot, and she won for us at 25 to 1. Now, she's won three of her four races today, and she got beaten last time out by the bottom weight in this race, St. Claudette. Now, the thing to note is Sandrine absolutely missed the start completely in that race, and she only got beat at length. And due to it being a group race, she was giving Zane Claudette £3 that day because she'd won class before and Zane Claudette hadn't, and now they're racing off the level weights, so she's getting a £3 reversal for that one length beating. But as I say, she got she missed the start of the stalls and lost the race now, and she just had no chance of winning since after that, and she only got beat at length. Now, she she won on a debut at Kempton, and she's beaten three horses which have come out and they've won six, seven, eight races between them, uh, Oscuna, A Day in Asia, and Silk and Petals. 
And then she came out, uh, as we said, in Royal Ascot, and she won the Albany, where we backed her nicely. And then she came out and she won the Duchess of Cambridge Stakes over the six retracting trip here at Newmarket. And she won that quite nicely there. So, as we said, uh, St. Claudette beat her last time out, but there is big reasons why. And David Probert takes a ride for Andrew Borden, and she's priced up at around about 5-1 to one at the moment with 3-6-5. So she's actually worth an each-way single bet there, but we're putting her into the win, Peyton, because we think she's got that good a chance in this race there. So 2-25, uh, Sandrine. OK, fine. Moving down to the three o'clock race, the Middle Park Stakes, uh, another Group 1 race over six furlongs for two-year-olds. The previous winner's list goes on and on in this race. Oasis Dream, Johannesburg, Minardi, a horse from your old era, Rodrigo de Triano, mm. and Lysias. They've all won this race in, back in the day. So uh, you're looking at that sort of standard. Now, the horse that takes our eye in this race is perfect power. Uh, one big plus point is a jockey book in here, Christophe Sudimon, who's a French-based jockey. He's actually coming all the way to Newmarket for this one ride and obviously Richard Farr, he's booked him for it. Now, this fella took our eye back in the Richmond Stakes, and he didn't get a clear run, and he got stopped three times in running and only got beaten a length and a half by asymmetric. And next time out, he went over to Duval, where Christoph Simulon was booked for him, and he absolutely destroyed him in the, in the race called the Pre-Mornay out there. And he had asymmetric well behind him in that day, over six furlongs, and he... At the end of the race, he was just running away with it, and he was just the further the race went, the further he was going to win. Now this fella's also won a new uh, over at Royal Ascot, where he won uh, the Norfolk Stakes, beating Go Bear Goes. And uh, as I say, like he's got the form in the bank there, and the further the race is, the further he, he's going to win it by. He's currently priced up seven to four with Bet Three Six Five and two to one with Ladbrokes. But as you say, Christoph Sumelon. He's booked to ride him, and it's the only ride he's got on the new market cars. He's coming over from France for one ride. So that tells you how much he must have enjoyed riding the fella in the pre Mornay last time out. So that's the three that we've got for a win patent bet. OK, well done. And then we're going gonna, gonna to have a look at the 340 at Newmarket for Cambridgeshire. We started out with 37 runners in it, but I've seen that there's two non-runners in the race so far, so it's only down to a measly 35 of them going to post. Oh. And uh, obviously... <laughs> Piece of cake picking well the winner, yeah. Piece of oh, cake, yeah. yeah. Piece of cake for a man like yeah. you. You can actually you can actually use a six inch now instead of a pin for this one. Yeah. <laughs> but we uh we like the chances of Astro King, he's got my favourite jockey on board, Ryan Moore, not and <laughs> uh trained by Sir Michael Stout. He's priced up at the moment at fifteen to two with Sky Bet and they're paying each way terms on seven places in the race, so uh very big winning percentage of getting in the frame there. Now, this fella's had nine races to date, and he's only ever been out the first three on one occasion. So, obviously, having an each-way bet the first seven places, you're looking at a good chance of getting in there already on all of his form. Now, the time he was out the frame, he, he got beat about five lengths in a one-mile free race up at Doncaster, which the trip was miles too far for him. He's got back to a mile, one mile one for this race, which looks to be his optimum trip here. Now, he stayed on well in the Clipper Stakes up uh, York last time out, and he finished third. He got beaten a length and a quarter. And he's running off the same handicap mark as he did in that race. And another thing to note is this fella runs second in the Royal... Tongue-tied. He runs second in the Royal Hunt Cup up at Royal Ascot. So we know that he handles big race fields, and he, he has no issues with that. But another thing to note, Sir Michael Stout, who trains this fella, has had... Uh, Five winners out of his last 15 runners, including last week's big race winner there, uh, Solid Stone, who won. And this is owned by the same people that own that fella and uh, same trainer combination. So we're going to suggest a nice each-way single on Astro King in the Cambridge of a 340 race up at Newmarket with Sky Better, around about 15 to 2. He is bigger prices elsewhere, but you don't get as many place offers. So it's uh, well worth having a look at how many places are on offer with your bookmaker before you strike the bet. But as I say, the best odds we've on our rating is 15 to 2, Sky Bet paying seven places. So that's just the four we've got for you for this week, Adrian. And uh, we've only got a couple more weeks to go before the national hunt season kicks into full swing. And then we'll be back on uh, track with everything because uh, obviously being down in this area, we're more national hunt based than we are flat. 
and uh, we're really looking forward to it. 8th of October up at Chepstow, if anyone's going. The seasonal opener and the place will be absolutely jam-packed up there, I can assure you of that. So, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thank you, Dave. That's brilliant, mate. Well, let's hope... Uh... You know, we can fill the pockets a little bit so that when we go to Chepstow, we've got plenty of money to have a go then. That's what we want. Yeah, they do a nice big hog roast up there as well, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, <laughs> right, fair enough then. Fair enough. Well, no problem. you enjoy it, mate. <clears throat> Will do. Thanks a lot for joining us. No problem. Speak to you next week. Yeah, no problem. Well, now we've got to catch up with Simon Holt from the Sporting Life. Right, well, good morning, Simon. A nice, bright, sunny day. Have you got some nice, bright, sunny tips for us? Well, it's a big day at Newmarket tomorrow, AD. The uh, big handicap, the Bet365 Cambridgeshire, and some excellent two-year-old races as well. The Cambridgeshire has attracted a maximum field of 35 runners, so they'll be spread right across the heath. And as ever in these cavalry-charged straight-course races, it can be absolutely critical to be drawn on the right side of the course. If you think back to last week's Air Gold Cup, the winner came up the stand side and the second was clear on the far side and those in the middle didn't have much chance. Now, in recent years in the Cambridgeshire, the high-numbered horses, horses drawn towards the stand side, have uh, prospered a little bit better than those on the far side. And they include last year's winner, Majestic Dawn, who bolted up last year by nearly five lengths and has drawn 34, so very close to the stand side this time. Now, he's gone up £10 for his win last season, but uh, he did win in a tremendous style, and uh, he must have every chance, I think, of becoming another dual winner of the Cambridgeshire. There have been eight through the history of the race. The last was Bronze Angel. He won it twice. But uh, no horse has won it back-to-back -back years, in back-to-back -back years, since a horse called Prince de Galles, in 1969 and 1970. So Majestic Dawn looking for his little bit of slice, a slice of Cambridgeshire history. But, you know, it's a, a, a hugely open race. There are one or two rather unexposed three-year-olds in the race, including the John Gosden-trained Uncle Bryn. The Gosden stable have a very good record in the Cambridgeshire. And another one further down called Anne Mart, who races in the Shadwell Colours, trained by Owen Burroughs and the Mount of Jim Crowley. Picking one out on the other side of the course, just in case that the far side do better this time, I think, number one, the top weight, Bell Rock is going to run well. He's drawn eight. He was third in this race last year when drawn high. This time he's drawn on the other side of the track. It may well be that he can't win from there if the track bias is the same as last year. But he's got a fantastic record at Newmarket. He won over the course and distance earlier on in the season. And uh, connections have put William Carver up, who claims three pounds, and that'll help. I just think that Bell Rock is probably by a little way the best horse in the race. He's run well in a couple of Group 3s recently. And as I say, he really likes Newmarket. And then you've got one or two others like Magical Morning, the Mount of Frankie de Tory, who ran well at York last time, second there. And the third there at York, Astro King, the Mount of Ryan Moore, another horse that looks capable of winning a really big handicap. So there's just a few uh, out of the 35 that I would mention. Maybe Majestic Dawn to go really close again uh, to winning and to creating the double, achieving the double. And maybe on the far side, Bell Rock, who's got such a good record on the course. Right. Well, as you say, not an easy task, is it? It certainly isn't. And um, I, I'm in the commentary box tomorrow, and it is always one of the biggest challenges of the year. And I'm just hoping, actually, for an overcast day. I think that is forecasted, because when the sun is, is bright... It, it makes it twice as difficult, but uh, we'll see what the weather does tomorrow. I don't think it's going to rain. I think the ground's going to be pretty quick. It was it was uh, riding fast on the first day of the meeting yesterday. The the other supporting races, well, we've got three top-class two-year-old races, the Royal Lodge, the Cheveley Park Stakes for Phillies, and the Middle Park Stakes for the Colts. Um, they're full of really good two-year-olds. The Royal Lodge looks tight. Masakila for the Andrew Balding team. Caribus, who made a very good debut for Charlie Appleby. And Royal Patronage, who's really begun to improve in his last two starts for the Mark Johnson team. I, I couldn't find a lot of 
value in that. I think um, Massa Keeler uh, is the form horse. Uh, this horse beat uh, Bayside Boy, who went on to win the Champagne Stakes at Doncaster. That was at Newbury last time out, and before that was second to the very smart Native Trail, who of course won the uh, the big two-year-old race in Ireland uh, just over a week ago. So I think Massa Keeler's form really stands up. The Cheveley Park has got 13 runners in it, a very competitive race, sacred bridge for the Jure Lions team, defending an unbeaten record. She's looked very smart in Ireland. And Zane Claudette and Sandrine, first and second in the Lowther Stakes at York, they're very closely matched. Zane Claudette won by length that day, but Sandrine is now three pounds better off. She carried a penalty in the Lowther at York. So that's going to be tight between those two. But at a bigger price, I quite like the look of number three, Eve Lodge, who won at Kempton last time out. Uh, that was in the Sirenia Stakes at Kempton. And the second and third, Wings of War and Hierarchy, have since fought out the finish to the Mill Reef at Newbury. So that form really got a big boost. And I remember way back in the spring, Eve Lodge really catching the eye on her racecourse debut at Ascot, staying on strongly over five furlongs. And I think she's just been waiting to be stepped up to six. And she's about 18 to one, 16, 18 to one in the hands of Jamie Spencer. And I think she could run a big race. But it is, it's a very hot race. So to the Middle Park, uh, in this race, Perfect Power, who won the pre-Morney stakes at Deauville last time out, uh, he's going to be a fairly short-priced favourite. He did get a very good run in the closing stages as a strong finishing horse, whereas the third, Asymmetric, just had to wait for a run. He's caught on heel, uh, came through well, and just didn't get such a good run. And uh, Asymmetric has got pretty solid form through the season. I just thought that he might be a bit of value to potentially turn the tables on perfect power. Uh, he's got a good turn of foot, asymmetric. He's seven to one, perfect power, around seven to four. So uh, I just think that he might uh, might represent a little bit of value. There's another good Irish horse in the race, trained by uh, Joe Lyons called Dr. Zempf. Uh, he's got good credentials. And Go Bears Go for the David Lock name team as well. Uh, and Armour, who won so well at, uh, at Goodwood earlier in the summer. So another really cracking two-year-old race in the middle part tomorrow. It certainly is. It's that time of year where there's a lot going on. And, um, of course, you know, looking a little bit further ahead, we've got the, uh, the Prix de l'Art de Triomphe uh, next Sunday, a week Sunday. And uh, this is always, for me one of the absolute highlights of the year, flat and jumping. And uh, it, it looks a, a really high-class renewal, in fact. We've got um, some really smart horses in the race. You've got the derby winner, Adair, who, uh, of course, followed up in, in the King George. Uh, he, he didn't uh, get his prep run. He was going to run on the uh, trials day at Longchamp, but that didn't happen because he... He got a little bit of a setback, but uh, he's got to run, and he may be joined by his stable companion, Hurricane Lane, who was so impressive in the St. Ledger, wasn't he, the other day, and has done nothing wrong, really, since finishing third behind a day in the derby at Epsom in June. Hurricane Lane has won all three of his starts since in, uh, in terrific style, including the Grand Prix de Paris over the uh, Longchamp course and distance. So, you know, he's he's a major player. If, he, if, he, if he's recovered from his exertions at Doncaster, I think the Dolphin have a major hand with the Hurricane Lane and Adair. And the other really fascinating runner, I think, has to be Tanawa, Dermot World's filly, who uh, was in tremendous form in France last season, um, had uh, some excellent wins to her name. She she won, um, what did she win? She won the Prix Vermeil, the Prix de l'Opera and the Prix Vermeil. Then she won at the Breeders' Cup and she was just beaten narrowly by St. Mark's Basilica in the Irish Champion Stakes the other day when uh, taken off a straight line by the winner and looked a little bit unfortunate. But I remember uh, in the coverage of the art last season when Tanawa came in on art day, after winning the Prix de l'Opera, the travelling head lad was talking to um, to the winning rider, Christophe Sumion, after the race and saying that um, the governor, the race that the governor really wanted to win was the Arc. And there's no question that Dermot World has laid Tanawa out all season for 
this crack uh, a week on Sunday. So she's going to be a major contender and may actually go off the favourite. There's a couple of good um, Japanese runners in the race as well. Chronogenesis is, is one of them. And uh, this is also was beaten only a neck by Mishri in Maidan last March. So that's very good form. And um, there's another uh, by uh, another Japanese runner called Deep Bond, who uh, won at the trials meeting, uh, beating Broom in the pre-foire. And so Japan, who've long tried and narrowly failed to win the Prix de l'Art de They've gone close with the likes of Orfev and also El Condor Passa and, and one or two others. Well, they may have a very good chance of finally lifting the big race this year. Well, I've been a massive fan of Adair all season. I loved him when he ran in the Sandown Classic trial way back in the spring and stuck with him, even though he was beaten in the Linkfield Derby trial afterwards. And, uh, you know, I fancied him to run really well in the Derby. And, of course, he came through with that fantastic run up the running rail in the hands of Adam Kirby and then beat Mishriff in the King George. Well, Mishriff, of course, has gone on to win the Judmont International. So uh, I don't think I've got any real reason to desert Adair with all tremendous respect for both Hurricane Lane and Tanawa. I'm going to stick with Hurricane Lane, I think, Simon. I think he's got a every every possible chance, but uh, time will tell. I wouldn't put uh, you off. I wouldn't put you off Hurricane Lane. I mean, he, he he's in a way he's the perfect racehorse because he switches off so beautifully. He's got a good turn of foot. He's he's totally genuine. You know, there's just absolutely nothing not to like about him. And uh, he did actually have a little bit of an excuse in the Derby because it, apparently he tore off a couple of shoes, which may well have hindered him. And maybe the track wasn't absolutely ideal, but. But uh, we know that he acts round Longchamp because he won the Grand Prix de Paris by six lengths. So no, AD, I wouldn't put you off. OK, Simon. Well, thank you very much for that. That should Not keep the punters going for a while, I think. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. No, it certainly looks to be a good weekend of racing then this weekend. And obviously with the arc coming up and the rails, then, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a, an extra extra special weekend next weekend as well. So, uh, so thank There's you for lot. all that. OK, no, no worries. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week, yeah? OK, AD. Cheers for now. Well, that was the Sporting Lives' Simon Holt. And, of course, he'll be on duty tomorrow at Newmarket, calling all the races home uh, tomorrow afternoon. Now it's time to pop up to Lambourne and catch up with Colin Brown. So, AD, how are you today on this lovely, beautiful, sunny Friday afternoon ahead of a great weekend's racing I'm okay, Colin. I'm okay. Uh, all the better for hearing your cheery voice. Lovely. You've got to be cheery, haven't you? You've got to be cheery. Mm. Uh, that's what I said to Mary. She's always cheery. Mary is. I spoke to her earlier in the week. And, uh, she's out and about visiting castles and things. Sherbourne Castle. She goes to all the posh places. I, I suppose you probably do, do you? No, Does not really. <clears throat> not really. Oh, no. You probably should. I just stay at home in my posh house. <laughs> it is a posh house. Mm. I thought, you know, it is in a posh village, isn't it, really? It's a very well, posh yeah. place, I, I must say. Yeah. You are extremely posh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there that's you go. That's all one can say. That's yeah. all one can say. Right, right where should we start? Um, Chester? Chester sounds fine. Okay. It's some good racing at Chester. And you've got to follow sort of jockeys, trainers here a little bit. And trainers like... like um, Jockeys like Franny Norton and Mark Johnson and uh, trainers like Tom Dascom, you know, they do extremely well here uh, at this track because it's a blooming tight track. And if you're drawn a bit wide here, uh, you know, you've really got to think again because it's just a very difficult track to sort of um, perform around unless you've got a little bit of luck. Um, so we'll crack away. I think at Chester uh, with the nursery at 3.10. And at 3.10, the nursery here, uh, Fahi's got an interest in running Straits of Moral. And uh, Dane O'Neill <coughs> rides an interesting horse for Mark Johnson here today. And I think that'll win. It's called Harb. And it won at Chelmsford last time out. Before that, uh, it was second at Chelmsford. Before that, he ran at the uh, it ran at the big Goodwood meeting and finished fifth of eight. Um, not been very far. 
I would say will win today. Harb, H-A-R-B, in the 310 at Chester. I often go there, actually. Um, I'm bound to go to Haydock, which is quite near on Saturday, but um, it's uh, it's uh, quite a bad old drive for me to get to, Hay- to, get to um, Chester, so Haydock Park won't be too much different, I don't think. Right, in the uh, 3.45 there, there's a horse that I think has got a real good chance, um, and it's a horse called Barishnikov. Um, it's trained by um, it's trained by Baron, and uh, you know it's been running some real good races, including winning here off of eighty one. It's seven pound higher today, but I think it could win again. I think it's a horse that's uh, you know unchanged mark off and finishing a good second at Ripon the other day. And I don't think it'll be far away. Number four, Barishnikov in the three forty five there at. Um, at uh, Chester. So, have we got another winner for you at Chester? Well, I can't really see much else there that I really fancy. I don't often go for things in Philly's handicaps. I always think they're a little bit um, unpredictable. But I think you could probably consider um, uh, one in the last race called Bookmarker and the 455 trained by Michael Bell, ridden by Haley Turner, right down the paint, this will be gone. And um, as I say, won't be the biggest surprise of this one. Um, certainly not ruled out. And a bookmark number seven at Chester in the 4.55. So I think we'll move across from um, Chester, if that's right, Haley. We'll go to a place called Haydock Park. Have you ever been there? No, I certainly haven't. Well, I'm surprised at the amount of your uh, persona. I am Well, very you've got surprised. to try and fit in cricket, football, racing. You know, is it inevitable that something's going to get missing, isn't it, really? So, there you go. Well, sort of. The only, the only thing is, the only thing I can see you doing down at the cricket is drinking a couple of vodkas. I don't well, think you really do much down there, do you? No, just relax. That's what it's all about, having to deal with you on a Friday. I need Saturday to relax, don't I? <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's a bit hurtful, but there we go. We'll take it on the chin. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Right, get let's get to Haydock Park. And um, at Haydock Park, there's a horse running in the first called Kick On Girl, been second the other day at Leicester to Invigilate. And I don't think it'll be far away, around about three to one. That's in the one o'clock at Haydock Park. Um, it's quite tricky old racing in there and the ground I should think is slightly on the fast side but you know it wouldn't take um, <coughs> Haydock's a funny place doesn't take much rain to make it really soft but we're having a great week so I don't think this, this uh, any rain's going to be with us in the next few days and the horse that I like in the second race is called Educator it's owned by Her Majesty the Queen and it was second under Tom Marquand, um at uh, Goodwood last time out behind a horse called Inverness, and I think this will win. Educator uh, just headed in the final strides last time. I think will uh, hang on this time after that little bit of experience. It always, uh, you know, it's a couple of runs it's had now, and I think it will help. Um, right, what wins the next race? I think you'll find at um, 2.05. There's a couple of horses here quite fancy. Quite fancy horse called Afak um, from the Charlie Hills yard. It's not a bad horse, this. And I can see it running a big, big race, Afak. Uh, the other one I quite like in the race is Noble Dynasty. It's trained by Appleby. And that's the one I think I'm going to go for. So it's called Noble Dynasty, number seven in the 205 at Haydock. Okay, Got that, got that down. Uh, last week, we didn't have a, a ton of winners, but what I did say to Adrian, this is for the listeners to um, to, to, to listen to, or well, you can listen to it, of course, because you're uh, hosting the programme. But um, I did have a 12 to 1 winner, so if you put it on a point system, one point per horse, uh, then you would have been not too far out. You know, we, we didn't have the best weeks, but it wasn't too far. 
I think Call Me Ginger will win the 315 at Haydock. Number one, Call, call Me Ginger. He's not going to be a great price, but he's going to be one for your doubles and trebles. Um, as for the rest of the card there, it looks quite tricky, I think. I'll just have a quick look at the last year of anything. Um, blows me in the face. No, um, it doesn't really, to be honest. I think Pride Priory will win the last. There's only three runners, but it won at Ripon easily last. Last time out, Pride of Priory, number three in the 425 at Haydock Park. Right, let's go to, I think we'll go now to, let's have a little look at Market Raisin over the jumps. Great, uh, great little track, Market Raisin, once you get there. Um, I always used to make it overnight in my early days. Um but it's not really overnight. I think the first race can probably go to a skeleton horse called Dazzling Glory, who uh, never stops winning. And uh, I would say we'll take the beating. Skelton, I think, in for another good season in the 210. Number one, Dazzling Glory at Market Raisin for the Skelton Yard. Um, Kingy's got a few runners up here. And the second race is a juvenile hurdle. Most of these horses have not had a run. One of them has a Dosh's run and Von Mellis. But it's one of those uh, one of those races where, you know, ma mainly they haven't had a run. Lady Bamford, I sometimes talk about her. She's got a horse that's uh, running here. It's been very disappointing. I must say, two runs over her. It's got been over 35 lengths. Um, and that's not so good. So I'm going to go for a horse called Scott's Gold, who was second to Fred Bear the other day. Fred Bear uh, fell when going well last week at Plumpton. So it's another one for the uh, for the um, Skeltons. Scott's Gold at um, uh, a market racing listeners in the 2.45. Some real good racing here, of course. We've got a handicap chase worth a few quid. Um, and a load of runs in there as well. I do not. I think handicap chases are the hardest races to find the winner of. I really do. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think so because so many, you know, you just don't know what to to take into account first, do you? Really, weight, form, jockey, breeding. There's so many, isn't it? Really, it's so it's not easy. Yeah. No, I think it's blooming hard. I really do think it's hard. Um, right, we might have one more. Let me just see if it's a runner. Uh, one more bet up at um, up at uh, Market Raisin before we go on to the final meeting, and that's going to be, of course, at at um, New Market. New, New Market. I'm just looking very carefully. Sorry, not concentrating. Just looking really carefully at this race to um, see if I can find you a winner. Yeah. In the last race, there's a horse called Tearaway Tilly. Ran a good race I, uh, the other day at um, where was it? Stratford to behind Puffin Bay. And, and uh, do you know, she looked the winner turning in and then went third, kept on, but lost a shoe. And when horses lose a shoe, you can imagine losing your shoe and trying to run or even walk. It's not easy. So it's called Tearaway Tilly in the 535 at Market Racing. That's the one I like. Right, let's get to Newmarket and then uh, have a look, good look at these. We've got some great racing at Newmarket. On Saturday, we've got the Cambridgeshire Handicap. We've got a couple of maidens nurseries up there. We've got the Royal Lodge as well, Chevy Park and the Middle Park. So let's have a look <coughs> at the Royal Lodge. This is a Group 2 race over a mile for two-year-olds. And it's a cracking race. There's only seven runners going to post, but it's one of those races where, you know, you think, Liam and L, this is a serious, serious race. And also, I think, um, has got a big chance to win it. It's Maskella, who won at Newbury the other day, it won the Washington Singer Stakes, just got up. Um, and the other one in the race is called Corobus. And this is only one of Maiden at Newmarket, but. When it won, it absolutely hosed up, and it's trained by Charlie Appleby. It's a house to Thunder Snow, um, beautifully bred. I'm going to go for it, and that is Corobus in the 150 at Newmarket Horse number one. Now, let's have a quick look at the Cheveley Partners of Group 1 
for Phillies. Two-year-olds again. I love the two-year-olds. Sandrine was beaten last time out. Sacred Bridgeau from Ireland. Unbeaten in those famous colours of Prince Khaled Abdullah. Zane Claudette for a small trainer, Ismail Mohammed, is doing very, very little wrong. It looks an absolute corker of a race. It really does. And there's a right few runners in it. Um, O'Brien brings one over. A cool, more memorable stables horse that only has had one run, and that was at, um, at Nace when it absolutely hosed up. It's got a good pedigree. It's half uh, brothers to some real good horses, but um, I think probably the horse to be on in this race. Well, I've just lost it. Let's get back onto it. Um, I think the one to be on here is Sacred Bridge over from Ireland. He's a real good horse. It's Sacred Bridge for me. Um, big improver. Trained by Jer Lyons with Judd Mott. That's the one I think will win. Sacred Bridge, 2.25. Right. Right. On to the three o'clock. And it's the Judd Mott middle part for Colts. Um, this is a cracking race. It really is. God, there's some good racing at Newmarket tomorrow. Um, so if you sat and sit in front of your goggle box watching this one, you'll be enjoying it. Um, what wins it? Well, I think it's a hard one to tell. I'm going to go for uh, Aidan O'Brien runner here, and it's about 16 to 1. But it's won two races this year. It's obviously very good. It's very well bred. It won at Dundalk and Navin. Um, you know, it's not anything like a couple of the horses' forms here, but he's very nice horse and they say he's got a lot of boot meaning he's got a lot of speed he's by war front out of a good mare so the bit would be the biggest surprise of this one ran a massive race for Aidan O'Brien's yard in the three o'clock the middle part I'm just going to have a stab in the dark if that's okay with you in the Cambridgeshire handicap because it's just, just a cracking can race. you just go back to this last race a minute I presume we're talking about HMS Endeavour are we Yes, we are. Sorry, well, did you I didn't, not you name didn't it? mention Cap that, no. Uh, sorry, Captain. Sorry, Captain Hopper. That's all right. HMS Endeavour. Just don't I'll let do it happen apologize. again, or she'll be flogged and then keel hauled. Lovely. Nothing better than that. Looking yeah. Forward to it. Uh, yeah. Right. What wins the Cambridgeshire? Now, this is some race. I mean, this is a serious, serious race, the Cambridgeshire. Um,. And well, I'm I just gonna. Think... I'm just gonna. As a added bonus, I'm gonna. Yeah. If you pick the winner of the Cambridgeshire, right? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. bunk drop you a tenner because you'll you'll have earned that if you pick the winner of the Cambridgeshire. Wow, that's very very kind. I think you probably need the tenner more than me. Well, um... possibly, but uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think no, you, you possibly most... need the winner more than I do. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's very, very generous of you, and that's the sort of radio presenter you are. I know. Uh, thank I know. You very, very much indeed. Absolutely staggering offer, isn't it? Really. I, I think it's just mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, mind blowing. Absolutely. Um, right. I'll give you the winner of the game. It's called Irish Admiral. It's been laid out for the race. It's twenty to one. Uh, it's trained by Haggis, ridden by Tom McQuand, and I think the trip will be bang on. Uh, I think he's a right good tool, and this, I think, will win the Cambridgeshire. Irish Admiral Captain. You seem to have got a, a bit of a naval flavour to everything this week. Uh, yeah, I'm into a bit of naval sometimes. Can't yeah. Hear me, really. Irish Admiral. Yep. All right, Irish we're all still. Admiral, what price is that then? To be on. Yeah, that wins from Magical Morning. Yeah, Irish Ag Admiral to win from Magical Morning. If I get the forecast right, then you send me £50, OK? Yeah, OK. Lovely. Nice deal. Did everybody hear that on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> Mary, Mary will have done anyhow. She'll stand yeah. up for me. It's, it's a little bit adjacent to when I, uh, uh, before... <laughs> CR7 signed up for the club he obviously had to come to. I did absolutely slaughter him, saying that he he was you know just losing the plot completely. Um, oh, that yeah. he was that he was finished and he was a a busted flush yeah. and everything else. And that then was kind. and then it was yeah. Nice but then words. thankfully he did see the error of his ways and joined absolutely. United. So I've forgiven him completely, yeah. utterly. 
he's back where he should be. Did you have to send him 50 quid or a 10 or a 5 or anything? No, like no, no, no. All I had to do was eat humble pie on Facebook, really. That was all. Uh, okay. Nothing mm. wrong with humble pie. Yeah. We've all eaten a bit of humble pie every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Well, listeners, have a great weekend. And, and AD, lovely to speak to you as always. Yeah. And you have a super weekend and don't drink too much vodka. I don't think I've been drinking much vodka at the moment. So uh, we'll we'll okay. just... Um, just get through the next couple of days as uh, I've got some sort of a bug, I think, and uh, it's not oh, no. it's not COVID. But anyway, I'll be I'll be all right. Don't 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 fret. Thank God for that. Let, yeah. Let's hope you're on the radio next Friday. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Okay Super then, Colin. Good, all right. Well, well thank you God ever bless. so much for joining us as usual. Um, it's always yeah, been a well. a pleasurable experience, I have to say. Um, especially with you, you I know. Don't think you mean that? Well, I do. I don't know. You know. And I, I, just a little tip for me. I think uh, uh, John and Thaddy Guzden at uh, uh, Newmarket. I think you can never go far wrong with a, a Gosden horse. Um, no. So I think that's got a chance. And also Astro King, which of course is from the same ownership as the one you had last week. What was it called? Sacred Stone. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think yeah. those those two must have a chance. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Sacred Stone twelve to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superb, superb. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. There you go. You better go and take Thank the dog for a walk, and you know, it's about time for that. No, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to go and paint a fence now and chip a hole in a concrete floor. And um, what else am I going to do? Um, I've got some other job I've got. I can't think what it is now. Anyone but, would think uh, you're a bit of a Barry Butler type, you know, do it yourself, King. <laughs> but I'm quite good at gardening. Hmm. Well, have a nice weekend, Colin, and I'll uh, speak to you I soon. Will. Okay. Take care. Thank and, you. Bye. And bye. You. bye. Well, that was our uh, Colin up at Lambourne, and we'll stay at Lambourne now, and we'll just pop round the corner and catch up with Jamie Snowden. Well, hi, Jamie. Thanks for joining us on the show again. Still pushing up those uh, prize-winning funds with a few uh, placed horses. Yeah, you've been very consistent. Third, third, second, fifth, fourth, fifth. I mean, that's blooming good. Steady form, isn't it? I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, steady form. Yeah, obviously we've we've, we've not had um, we, we've not had. There's not a lot of uh, jump racing at this time of year. Everything's obviously building up for October when it really kicks off. So uh, we've not had a huge amount of runners, but um, thankfully they, they they've been running okay and. Uh, we're certainly plenty of work going on at home for, for the winter ones to get out in October onwards. I mean, looking at that, though, you, you would think that you're going to be smack on in terms of uh, where are we now? We're nearly at the end of September. Um, I don't know when. When is the October one at Chepstow? Is it middle of October? or? Uh, that, 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 that's the, uh, the, the, 8th, the 8th and 9th is when that kicks ah, off. Right. Well, there you go. So, I mean, you're going to be, you know, absolutely in the pick of of um a form then i would have thought oh let, let, let's hope so let's hope so and then we, we got a, we got a good team and it's really exciting good well not that i'm an expert you understand never never even claimed to be but uh just look at it it looks encouraging and that's that's what you want isn't it yeah without a shadow of a doubt and um that's a, a a good good team behind us and and uh obviously having had a nice start to the season be lovely to to continue it yeah too true and then tomorrow you've got a couple of runners at worcester um, any chances there? This will do nicely. And Chapman, Chapman, Shay, what's that? Chap, Chapman's hype. Chapman's hype, right? Got it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so this will do nicely. Um, obviously, he, he's been progressing well over fences this time around. He's, he, 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 he won over fences. Then he, then he was um, ran a good race to finish, finish second. Unfortunately, he would have won the last day, um, but it, but he tipped up at the last. He just hit the front. Um, and, he, and he tipped up, which was a real shame. The horse in behind him, the, the eventual winner, um, came out and won next time out. So the form's pretty strong. Our chap's gone up four pounds for that, so he's, he's got to he's got to um, he's got to progress again. But um, he's going the right way, and providing he shows no, no ill effects for that fall, then then he's got every chance tomorrow. Chapman's yeah. hype. Uh, he's won he's won eight of his eighteen starts under rules, which is a, a great strike rate, really. Um, he's rocketed up in the handicap and he's kind of reached a bit of a plateau now. So he's he's been beaten a couple of times. He he, he kind of needs to come down to the handicap and, and get his confidence back up and, and he'll be winning again. So um, ho hopefully he'll go well tomorrow, but um, it's more about next season with him, really. Yeah, quite. But, uh, you know, keeps the 
it keeps the success rate going, even if they're second, third or fourth. But, I mean, they're in the prize money and that makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah, all, all helps, doesn't it? Keep keep the prize money rolling in and and yeah. uh, and what have you. But but when when is as as you know, AD, but when when is a key? Yeah, oh, true, true. That's right. Okay, then, Jamie. Look, thanks for catching up with us. It's uh, short but sweet today, but um, we will be keeping an eye on the horses. No worries. Great stuff. Thanks, AD. All the best. So now it's the voice from the jockey's room, and that is no less than Nick Schofield. Well, good afternoon, Nick. Thanks for joining us on the show again. As usual, our regular voice from the jockey's room. Um, you've had a, a, a good little run over the last week or so. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Um, yeah, no, very good. I had a double down at Newton Abbott and a few seconds since. So, um, yeah, it was, it's was. it been, uh, um, considering the racing's quiet at the moment, um, yeah, doing very well. I hit 18 winners for the early part of the season, which is, moves me into the top 10. So, um, um, yeah, no, can't complain, really. No, absolutely, in the top 10 as well. And it's interesting, too, that you... You said to me when we spoke about it last week, you thought Joey Steele would be the best one of the two. Uh, you were dead right with that one. Um, but but apart from that, you also had a, a, a well two fourths and a third leading up to it, and then after it, one well two three in the in the top three, so uh, top four I should say. So that was that was good as well, yeah. Yeah, and amongst that, I had a hundred to one winner, so um, that was a bit of a surprise. But um, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Borak. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, yeah. So that's not something that happens every day of the week. So a hundred to one winner. That was um, yeah. That was nice. I trust you had a hundred quid on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> the trainer um, fancied it a little bit, um, but yeah. So, but it was all, all good, you know. Yeah, but joking aside, are jockeys allowed to bet or not? Uh, no, we're not. No, no, we're not at all. No, no. no I, I guess that would probably be the case anyway. It would uh, lead to chaos, no doubt, I would imagine, if it did. So uh, so a, a relatively looking um, quiet weekend now. You've just got yeah. the one ride at uh, Market Raisin. Yeah, yeah one ride at Market Raisin on Saturday. Um, yeah, now it's a chance it's come from my head. I don't know an awful lot about it, but hopefully it'll run well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, and then I think next week's looking relatively busy. So, um yeah, so looking forward to the season ahead. Uh, yeah, Monday you've got, certainly got one here, uh, Liz Ronar Stone at Newton Abbott. Yeah, he's so. been knocking on the dog. Paul Henderson's very good to me and his horses are in good form, so hopefully that runs well. And I should have a busy day at Bangor on Tuesday. And yeah, we if it, if it starts to rain from there, we'll be busy. So I'm um, looking forward to it all, really. And I see that Borak is out again at Worcester on Tuesday the 28th. I bet he won't be 100 to 1 then. No, he probably won't be, but I hope all being well, he should have another good chance. Yeah. I mean, seriously, how how, how much of a chance do you think he's got? Bearing in mind, but obviously it was a, a bit of a surprise, well, maybe not to the trainer, but to you and to the punters um, in general. I hopefully he'll, he'll run well. He's up in grade, but um, all, all things going equal. He should be he should be thereabouts again with a bit of luck. Good. Excellent. Well, I hope you have a good weekend, sir. And, um, yeah, no, good to speak to you all. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll speak to you again next week and just yeah. keep those winners coming in, all right? Yeah, we'll try our best, yeah. Especially 100 to 1, all right? <laughs> yeah, all right, you do. Lovely. Thanks, uh, Nick. Good to talk to you again. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, Bye. Bye. Well, that was Nick Schofield, and that just leaves us time to catch up with Rod Millman down at Columpton. Yeah, okay. Well, good afternoon, Rod. Um, what sort of a week have you had? Um, well, food near misses, I'm afraid. Um, Hurricane Helen was very unlucky, got boxed in at uh, Leicester, so she um, finished fourth. But she's out again on Sunday with Oshie Murphy booked. Yeah. So um, hopefully she'll make amends. Yeah, hopefully. And then we've had a few places with horses, you know. Yeah. Um, but... No, it's not been too bad at all, and um, we're just uh, coming. We're coming to the end of the season now, and a lot of my horses have had a lot of races, mm. and um, you know they can't run all year uh, on top form. We've been very lucky with um, uh, no, no injuries, and they all stayed pretty healthy. The horses, you know, yeah, so quite. we've had a good season, really. I mean, we're on 30, 30 or thirty-four winners, I think, this year. So it's not too bad at all, you know. No, is that is that on target? Did you set yourself a target, or did you not oh, do that? 
we'd have been happy with 25, to be honest, so we yeah. can't complain. No, no, that's good. And and this afternoon, um, I was expected to talk to you about a Abel Kane victory, but that didn't happen today. Yes, well, unfortunately, he actually came down with a temperature, and um, it meant he missed the... Um, missed... Is his target really? So we decided mm. to wait to Ascot next Saturday. Yeah. No, next Friday. Sorry, next Friday. He went to Ascot next Friday. Well, I expect he's got a human cold because I've had one or something similar anyway. So you sound a bit rough. Yeah. You sound a bit rough at the yeah. moment. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel it to be honest. But uh, mm. there you go. You, yeah. you you know, time and radio waits for no man. I'm afraid. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. Yes. That's yeah. it. That's that's the problem. Um, you haven't got a, a winner in the Cesarovich. Uh, so winner, a runner in the Cesarovich. Um, no, not this year. No, we have won it in the past, but uh, not this year, I'm afraid. No. Any thoughts on who you fancy? No, I haven't gone through it at all, to be honest. No. Too busy, too busy training my own string. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Thirty-five odd runners. It's going to be one hell of a ca- cavalry charge again. Oh yes, it? it is. It really is. Although half of them got no chance at all. No, no. But it just makes it they more complicated, stay, you know? doesn't it? When you see, when, it does a bit. Yes, that's right. Know, when you see that number, anyway. But um, obviously, right. yeah, a great it. day's racing at Newmarket tomorrow. and um, Oh, yes, it will be, yes. I'm sure we'll all be enjoying that anyway. And then, of course, we've got the Ark next weekend. So Yeah, um, no, that'd be, that'd be a great, great race, wouldn't it? Yeah. I see to... Buick's uh, picked his ride in the race anyway, you know, oh, he, he was Derby winner, isn't it? What's yeah. he, is he going for Hurricane Lane, is he? No, I don't think he does. I think he rides someone else, I think. Oh, right. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, um, no, it's... Um, no, it's been a good season, I think, this year, and it's nice to get everyone back on the racetrack again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I suppose you're getting ready to, for the jumping season over, Colin? Yeah, yeah, we have. I've got to go over and see him soon, but I want to just get myself out of this horrible flu or whatever it is I've got, and then yes, uh, yes. I should go and see him, so that'll be all right. Good. Okay, right, then, then. Uh, Rod, yeah. well, thanks for joining us, as usual. Short and sweet this week, but um, we will yeah, catch up with you week, next week. I'm afraid. No, all right, then. We'll catch Thank up you. with you next week, all right? Well, that's about it for this week. Thanks to uh, Rod Milman there for catching up with us from uh, Columpton. And don't forget to join us again next week. Same time, same station. Three Valleys Radio at 7 o'clock on a Friday. So um, we look forward to speaking to you then. And in the meantime, have a good week. Have a good racing week. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye-bye for now. (laughs) 